0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Women's Dating and Confidence Podcast. My name is Amber, and today we're going to be talking about social anxiety. So I just got back from an event this weekend called Supremely Confident Conversation Master, and it's Dr. Aziz's event, and he always titles them in a really funny way like that, like supremely confident, bold, amazing conversation master, like something like that. So anyways, I was coaching there. I was speaking there and I was leading groups there. And I actually met one of my clients in person for the first time, which was really amazing. Usually at these events, like one or two of my clients will come. And it's interesting because some of them I've actually never seen their face. We've only spoken over the phone. So I saw her in person, which was really amazing. And it brings a new level of connection. And also, it helps me coach more because I can actually see how they interact in groups and what's going on for them and give them tips about body language and things that I can't necessarily do over the phone. So, anyways, a lot of the people there struggle with social anxiety. And that's part of the reason why they're at a conversation mastery event. And so for today, I wanted to talk about social anxiety because I've been coaching people for the past two years with social anxiety. So I want to give an overview of it. And you might be listening and think, oh, I don't have that. I feel totally fine and comfortable. But are you truly being yourself in every single conversation? Do you never get nervous when talking to new people or talking to people that you know really well? So For example, for me, one way that social anxiety would show up is actually with people that I knew really well. So with people that I just met, it was kind of like, oh, well, it's a dime a dozen, you know, like I'll never see this person again if I don't want to, if things go horribly wrong. So I'd feel less nervous with them. But with certain family members, I actually noticed myself getting anxious, speaking to them and worrying that they're going to judge me and... Being worried that if I say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing, then they'll remember it forever and the next time I see them. So there was more pressure for me there. So social anxiety can show up in a lot of different ways, but the root causes of it are the same. So that's what I want to talk about today as well as give you a few tips to start to move through social anxiety. And I feel like understanding what it is in the first place really helps with that. So lastly, before we get started, I wanted to let you know that I am working on a course called Freedom from Jealousy. So if you've ever struggled with jealousy in your relationships, or if you are currently going through that, or if you know anybody else who is struggling with that, definitely let them know about the link in the show notes, and if you go to that link, you can sign up for updates about that course, when it's getting released and all of that, as well as get early bird discounts and bonuses and just letting you know this course is going to have a money back guarantee because I believe in the tools so much because I know that they've helped me and I've worked with other women and men who have been struggling with jealousy and the tools work with them just as well. So now let's talk about social anxiety. Social anxiety is when you have a feeling of anxiety or nervousness When you are in social situations, so that can vary from person to person. For some people that I've worked with, it can be just walking down the street with a lot of people makes them anxious. For other people, it can be going to a party where there's a lot of people makes them anxious. For another person, it might be like those two things might be fine, but when they're in a one on one situation, they feel more anxious than usual. So the triggers can vary from person to person but the underlying theme is a feeling of anxiety or nervousness around others. So what do we know about feelings? Where do feelings come from? Feelings are caused by thoughts. So there's a circumstance. You have a thought about that circumstance that creates an emotion in your body. That emotion inspires your action and your actions create your results. So let me break it down with an example of social anxiety. The circumstance is you are at a party with 20 people. So you walk in the door, there's 20 people at this party. The thought is, I don't fit in here. They're going to judge me. Something's wrong with me. The feeling is anxiety. The action is going to the corner and pretending to be on your phone staying on the outskirts of the room, not really socializing with people because you're nervous. The result of that action is that you don't really end up connecting with people. And this is the really tricky part about social anxiety is that it's kind of a loop. So now that you haven't connected with people, it reconfirms the idea that there's something wrong with you, that you don't know how to talk to people and that others are judging you. And then you feel even more nervous and more nervous and more nervous. So most people that I've worked with with social anxiety don't realize that it's their thoughts that are creating the nervousness and the anxiety in that situation and not the actual circumstance of how many people are around you or what kind of social situation you're in. It's really important to realize that it's your thoughts creating your feelings and not the actual circumstance because if you think it's a circumstance like the party or that person or this social type of interaction, then you're just going to avoid all of that instead of dealing with the actual cause, which is your thoughts about that situation. And the way that we know that it's your thoughts creating your feelings and not the actual circumstance is that... Different people are in that same circumstance and they're all having a different experience of the same thing. So if there's 10 different people at a party, then there's 10 different experiences of that party depending on the thoughts that they have. So when it comes to social anxiety, though, it's not any thoughts. You're not thinking about birds or butterflies or something like that. You're having very specific thoughts that make you socially anxious. And they're usually related to a fear of judgment and a fear of rejection and a fear of looking stupid or saying the wrong thing or messing up somehow. And you have some thought distortions going on about what it would mean if any of those things did actually happen. Like what would it mean about you and what would it mean about your future if this person actually didn't like you or you messed up your words or you forgot what you were saying mid-sentence or you made a joke and nobody laughed. You don't just think, oh, okay, well, that was that situation. Like that was 10 seconds of awkwardness and now we're moving on. You think about it all night and you think about what this means about your social skills and what it means about your ability to ever get a job and what it means about your ability to ever date somebody that you really like. And so it's not just happening in that situation, but it gets blown up way out of proportion. So now the next time that you go into a social situation, you start to actually anticipate you messing something up or saying the wrong thing or being judged. So the anxiety follows you everywhere. And as a result of that, you start doing things to try and prevent those rejections or prevent disappointing others or prevent saying something that people don't agree with. And that shows up as filtering yourself. So you never just speak like without actually thinking about what you're going to say beforehand or trying to plan the conversation or um, cutting out certain things that might be edgy or might have people disagree with or people might not laugh out. So you filter yourself more and more and more. And that leads you to feeling very inhibited in conversations. Another way that it shows up is just avoiding social situations in the first place. And another way it can show up is by actually Over talking. So, some people who have social anxiety who feel very nervous just talk and talk and talk and talk because the part that they feel nervous about is like a moment of silence, like, oh my gosh, awkwardness. I need to fill up the silence. So, now let me talk about the two things that will really help you with social anxiety. Although I don't want to simplify it too much, I don't want to say, like, oh, we're going to cure your social anxiety in one podcast episode. Of course not. But this is what it really boils down to. The first thing is reframing what it means to be rejected because if you say a joke and nobody laughs or if you share an opinion and other people don't share it or if you dress a certain way and other people judge it, all of that is just other people rejecting you in one way or another and you have discomfort with that because you think it means something more than it does. And just generally, it never feels good to feel rejected. Like nobody likes that, of course. So what we really need to work on is your fear of rejection. And the first way that you do that is that you change the way that you interpret rejection. So for that part, I'm actually going to refer you to episode number 23 on this podcast called Reframing Rejection, which is all about changing the way that you think about rejection. So that's about changing your thoughts. But the second part that I want to talk about on this podcast is rejection tolerance. So rejection is that feeling inside of you, that uncomfortable feeling when you tell a joke and nobody laughs and like you have this feeling inside of you, like something's wrong here. (laughs) And What I've noticed when speaking to people with social anxiety versus people who don't have social anxiety is not that one of them is getting rejected more than the other. They're both getting rejected the same amount, but people who don't have social anxiety have more of a tolerance towards it. And part of that is because of the way that they think about it. But another part of it is also just knowing how to process emotions knowing how to feel something and so many of us are always running away from what we feel in our bodies and we're always trying to get out of it but actually embracing emotions in your body can help a lot so a really effective tool for moving through social anxiety is actually to seek out situations where you might feel embarrassed or rejected And to actually start to get used to feeling those emotions. Now, there are different levels to how embarrassed you feel or how rejected you feel. So, for example, if you wave to somebody and they don't wave back, you might feel a little sting of rejection, but it probably wouldn't affect you too strongly. If you wave to somebody and they didn't wave back and there were three people around you who saw you wave to somebody and that person reject you, you might have a stronger feeling of rejection because not only did that person reject you, but there were like three people to witness you being rejected. So there can be different levels to how strongly you'll feel that emotion. So... The key here is if you are very socially anxious, you don't want to start off by seeking out experiences that like where you're getting hardcore rejected. So if you're not comfortable talking to maybe a group of people, you probably wouldn't go on stage and do improv stand-up comedy in order to feel rejection or embarrassment. You might start off by just going down a street and doing friendly greetings. So that's when you walk down a street for maybe, I don't know, five minutes and you say hello to 25 people. You wave at them, you smile, and you say hello. You wave, smile, say hello. Automatically, not every single person is going to wave back, smile, or say hello back. So out of maybe 25, 15 of them will reject you and it's going to feel a little bit awkward for you. And then you get to practice experiencing that emotion of like kind of embarrassment. And that was weird. I shouldn't have done that. Rejection from others, from strangers, fear of judgment, all of that is going to start coming up, but not in a way that you can't handle yet. So you get more skilled at handling those challenging emotions. And then as you're doing that, it's not that the embarrassment or the rejection goes away, although it actually does for certain things it does, but like. Even at this event, there were several things for me that happened that were socially embarrassing for me. Like, I made a joke to my boss that he did, like, he just did not laugh at all. And, like, two of my clients were there to watch that happen. So that was really embarrassing. And I had to process that emotion after, like, oh, my gosh, I just, like, really embarrassed myself. But because I've done so much other stuff, like I was prepared for it, I increased my capacity to feel those emotions and to deal with those kinds of situations. So the more that you do this, not only will you have a greater capacity to take bolder action, maybe now you'll move on to public speaking or to approaching strangers and starting conversations and things like that you also bounce back from any rejection or embarrassment much more quickly. So whereas when you're not good at experiencing these emotions, when you don't have practice like processing this emotion and staying on your own side during that process, it will last for days. Like you'll be thinking about it and thinking about it and still feeling it and still worrying about it. Whereas if you do this a lot, if you experience this emotion a lot, you will be able to bounce back much more quickly. Like, oh, that was embarrassing. All right, let's move on. Let me throw myself back in there. And so you take an approach of going towards that feeling instead of running away from it and avoiding the situations where you're most likely to feel it. So if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, that makes sense. Like you have to learn how to process that emotion and how to bounce back more quickly and how to handle it. But what do I actually do? I don't think the friendly greetings thing really makes sense for me because that wouldn't make me feel nervous or something like that. You're not really sure what action to take to start to feel this emotion. What I would suggest to you is to make a list of the top 10 fears that you have and not top 10 fears as in like bungee jumping, skydiving, crocodiles, like not like that, but 10 things that would be uncomfortable for you to do. So for you, that might be go to a gym as a woman in the weight section. That used to be my thing. Like I would just avoid the weight section. There's just a bunch of buff dudes there and they're all much stronger than you. They all look like they know what they're doing. And I'm like, wait, where does this thing go? How do I do this? And then you pick up like a five pound weight and you're like, oh my gosh, like, am I can't even pick up this weight. So Maybe that might be something for you, or it might be public speaking. Maybe you're already a little bit further along in this process and public speaking would be uncomfortable for you, or it might be having an honest conversation with your employer. Something that makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable is moving in the right direction and is a great opportunity for you to start to experience the emotions that you're afraid of and that you're running away from. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening today. If you would like to download my free guide called Copy and Paste Texts for when he's pulling away or acting flaky, check out the link in the show notes. And like I already told you, my jealousy course is coming out soon. So if you want to be on the early bird list and get discounts and bonuses, check out the other link in the show notes. And if you had any questions about this episode or just in general, a question that you would like me to answer on this podcast, there's going to be a third link in the show notes for that. Thank you so much for listening and have an awesome day. Bye.